Now think about it. I'm thinking it out. Voice of reason, the, the solid, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what it calls Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. I'm telling, I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's me, Leticia. Hi, DJ Envy. Hey, Is. What up, Shar? Hey. Good morning. Queen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Last time I called Charlemagne, you wasn't there, but I'm glad to hear your voice. So I had a question for you, Charlemagne. Um, yes, ma'am. Why are you always Why are you always yawning in the microphone like that? Like, why do you do that? I, why do you do that? Y'all simple, like, yeah, simple, so, uh, simple answer. Simple uh-huh. answer. Don't tell me because I'm six, tired because I wake up early in the morning. Don't tell me that. Uh, duh, it's six something in the morning. No, you, you're not. <laughs> you're not. On, you're not still yawning. You're not still yawning, wiping cold out your eye at six something in the morning. So you want him to mute the mic when he yawns? Don't nobody want to hear all that? That's just, to me, that's like somebody (laughs) yawning right next to me in my ear. I'd be like, damn, Char, what are you doing right now? You're like, oh, yeah, it's Olympia. I don't really know. Well, you're going to hate to know that I pass gas, too, sometimes. Not in my clothes, though. Oh, not yet. Yeah, you go to the bathroom and you pull your pants down, right? There you go. Well, anyway, thank you. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Elijah McClain, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor. Let's do That's it. That's right. There you go. Forever. Thank okay. you. I like that. Hello, who's I this? Yawn, I was just about to yawn before she said that, by the way. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? Hey. Hello. Hey. Uh, money making Mitch. How y'all doing? What's money up, making money Mitch. You ain't making no money Mitch. right now. You ain't making no money in a recession. Right you crazy. Cut it out, Charlemagne the God. How you making money? Tell me how you making money. By giving proper advice on how people supposed to, should, should be really cleaning their house. That's enough money for me to, to educate these people. If you really, oh, you finessing. Of course. Um, if you really, really, <laughs> really want to um, kill this coronavirus, all, the, all hospitals and everybody's home, just start from um, sterilization room. Start from the bathroom, then work your way out. Everything you use in the bathroom, you can use around your whole apartment. Every hospital that's scared, they have training. We um, Sterility is important. So if you just expand your sterilization department and make the whole hospital sterile, then everything, every item, every equipment, every instrument can actually be um, used properly. All these numbers- Money making Mitch, let me ask you a question. People actually paying for this advice? Of course they are. Cleaning the bathroom? Clean your bathroom, actually. I agree, to, I, I agree that you have to do sterilization, but you do know that it's transmitted from person to person, right? Exactly, but it depends on how many people are in your house and do you have a team that's doing sterilization. This is a family. This isn't people from next door coming into my house. I admit now, how are you making, making money, money off bro. this? Yeah, I'm confused. How, how do you make money? Is this, is, oh, you're talking about financial money. I don't need financial money. I, I don't need no okay. finances. I'm fine. Financial. What other money is there? Um, but, yeah, my money's there, but financially, I'm fine. But the, the other money is the other important money that's inf- is information. Knowledge is power. Yeah, correct. Knowledge is currency. You mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, so that, so that right there alone, I'm saving lives by telling people. I've served in the military 17 years as a medical officer. 
I've done I've done all forms of surgery. I've been in so many different situations, and we treat every patient. Now, this is the coronavirus. We treat every patient as if they were HIV. Now we have to treat every patient as if they have HIV, corona, um, and all these other um, symptoms. That's 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 pretty dope because now you have to stay on top of sterility for the rest of your life. You understand? Okay. This, this is no. This okay. should be a awakening call. Well, th- thank you, brother, for calling, man. We we really <laughs> don't understand. You, but you know, to each his own. So you talking about that type of money? You talking about financial money? What other money is there? I'm, I'm, he made he made he made currency. That's all. Hello, who's this? Oh, this this, this Mike, man. Mike, man, what up? Get up, what your up chest, Mike? Mike. Man, I was mad about some stuff, man. But, uh, you know, really mad. Took me five years to get through on this joke, man. You waited five years to tell us that? No, I waited five years to talk to y'all, man. I've been calling for five years straight, man. So what do you want to say? What up? Man, man, just shout out the boys at Rob Buster Incorporated, man. We on our way to work, man. Everybody be safe, man. Ain't even mad at nothing. I'm happy to be alive, man. There you go, King. All right, bro. Happy to be here. I uh, appreciate it, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Uh, it's Jay. Jay, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I got dealt dirty. I got played. You know, I feel like crap. But, uh... What's the matter? What's the I matter? Had a, I had a business partner. Me and him went into business together. And, you know, I gave I gave everything. Um, I even went and got that SBA loan. And he did, too. And we went and went into business together. Got our own truck and everything. And he went behind my back, got another truck. And... Oh, all this no. funny stuff went to the accountant without me everything and uh wow. I, I am i'm left with nothing i had to I, I had to even bail where i was living at i'm I'm back with my parents like i'm starting oh my to gosh. One all over again i am so Damn. sorry now. i'm sorry bro oh, so y'all y'all didn't have a contract with each other no I, he was my homeboy me me and him went through like three jobs together you know he introduced me we, we met at the same job he found another one, got me on, and then I found a better one so we could get our class A CDLs, and I brought him with me. I just want to your own boys. I just want to say, man, I had started a business with somebody I was I've known since I was like in fifth grade. But you know, in the future, because I do feel bad that this happened to you, make sure you do an operating agreement when you start a business with somebody because you have to have your paperwork right. You never know what might happen. That way, legally, yeah. you'll be able to say. But even though you could be best friends, family members, married, but if you do have a business together, do make sure you have an operating agreement and have a real lawyer invest in that because when things go left, you need to make sure. And, and a lot of times things do go left in business. Y'all don't even want to have to have that conversation. It's just all in the paperwork. Yeah, see, now how I feel now is like, you know, I want to get back to this thing. Like I said, I'm starting for ground here. You know, I ain't never, I ain't giving up. But right, I and now you got something to, to prove. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to get back to that state, but I want to do it for me. I'm gonna do it myself, you know. And you got this. You learned a lot. You learned a lot. Yeah, uh, I already taken an L, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, you took an L, but that L also means learn from it. Yeah, it's a, it's a learning experience. Good luck, brother. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? It's Big Ruben, man, from St. Louis, Missouri. What up, Ruben? Get it off your chest, up, bro. Man? Hey, I just want to say first off, man, appreciate everything y'all do. Love all y'all, especially my girl, Angela E. But uh, heard, the, heard the announcement for the Super Bowl 
performances, man. And I was like you. I was hyped, man. And then get on the radio, we got this negative Nancy, Charlemagne, the Gizzard, man. Just kind of, you know, ain't no wrong with that performances, man. I think it's going to be a good show, well, man. Well, let, let, let me ask you a question, sir. Why do you think it's negative to ask why our legends in hip-hop have to share a stage collectively when you got people like the Katy Perry's of the world and whoever else who don't even have the resume they do, they get their own solo show. And I asked a question. I said, I wonder if that was a prerequisite to them performing because they don't let acts like that perform at the Super Bowl. Let's be clear. So I was wondering, was that a prerequisite or, you know, I just was asking a question. That's all. Besides, besides maybe like a Michael Jackson or um, Whitney Houston, it's, it's always been shows where artists are coming on with rock groups with rappers out there with them so this ain't the first time that happened man everybody except mary is from cali man so eminem is not from there eminem's from detroit shut up Eminem's not from there but damn he's been on all west coast music that's dre boy dre brought him that's not true either but my point is i I, if if you're not wondering that then you're just not thinking i was just wondering why they had to do it as a collective i love the show i think it's a great lineup but I'm just wondering why you, they had to do it I love y'all too, man. I love you too, dog. I appreciate everything. Well, thank you, you for calling too. in. Like I said, this thank morning you. when I heard that, man, I was hyped. And, bro, you from you St. Louis, correct? Show was like, huh? You from St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start look look at look at property in St. Louis. Real estate in St. Louis is, is 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 at a good price right now, and it's starting to increase a lot. So look at real estate in St. Louis. That's my next stop. All right, right on, man. Make an announcement when you come in there. If y'all do a seminar or something, I definitely want to be a part of it. Now, I ain't doing no seminar. I'm just oh, telling man. you. Start looking at property in St. Louis. Start Googling. Go to the websites because I'm hearing there's a lot of great deals and they're starting to build up the city a lot more. Well, maybe you should do a seminar there then. Maybe. But thank you, brother. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Nick Podcast, you'll love. Power 105.1. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. And she look rich. Like <laughs> filthy rich. Right. Sequins on the boots. You already know. <laughs> okay. You just said a Shirling. Listen, you know, I'm out okay. here doing some things. Five season of HBO checks. It's not a bad hey. look. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. I appreciate y'all. I was looking around for uh, my balloons and Ace of Spades. Oh. I don't see. I cause Y'all did that for somebody else that came on here from the show. But I was, it's cool. Damn. It's cool. Cool. I love y'all too. Now listen, when you get the spin off, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, so what we gonna do? But good to see you. How are you? Good to see you. How are you? Man, how was your pandemic? Man, I worked. Uh, Issa and I, we called each other actually like around June of 2020. And we're mm-hmm. like, yo, yo, who are, who are all these people who are bored and uh, don't have anything to do? Because now people know where we are. You know, like, right. you can have, like, that cloak of, like, invisibility. Like, when yeah. you're like, oh, I'm busy, I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was home. So I was like, no, no, we know you're home. We know you're at the house. So uh, yeah. can you do this other thing? And me, so like, we got, like, eight other things that we're doing. Like, I don't like that people can find us. Mm-hmm. No, bueno. I think by the time December of 2020 came around is when it was just like, I think, like, my a plan of mine got canceled. And it was the first time that I was like, man, this pandemic sucks. And uh, my friend was like, so you mean you just now feeling what everybody else is feeling wow, in March? Wow. Like, don't don't say that in public. And I, I was just like, yo, you're right. And I had to, I was like, yo, I'm mad grateful that, like, I wasn't able to feel the brunt of it in terms mm-hmm. of, like, how everyone else did. Because we were just on autopilot. Mm-hmm. I was writing a book. I was uh, premiering the special. We were, like, we were... Uh, 
doing uh, Insecure Season 4 promo. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot just rolling. Yeah, you I didn't have, have a lot. And I didn't have time to stop. And then I I realized, I was like, no, I need to sit down because the world's going to open back up again. I'm going to be real upset that I didn't sit down. Right. So that's what I've been doing. I remember you saying last time we spoke to you, you wrote the book yourself and you were like, damn it, why did I do that to myself? I Yo. told you not to do that. <laughs> you, but I'm actually glad that I wrote it because as I, in the process of writing it, like I became myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to go through the journey mm-hmm. of like, not trying to be perfect or say the right thing. It was like, no, 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 you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to really tap into like who you are and what your voice is. It's not- relatable because you talk about your first um, hour long headliner set that you did, which I thought was a great story because a lot of times we do doubt ourselves. You know, when you agree to do something and you like don't feel like you're ready for it and yeah. then you're hoping that it's going to get canceled. <laughs> Yo, I, th- I think the biggest lesson I learned from that was that my agent gave me the freedom to fail. And as an immigrant, that's not a thing that we give ourselves. It's like, mm-hmm. like literally, she was just like, well, let's just see. I was like, no, Heidi, <laughs> we not about to let's just see because it's, it's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. If it don't work out, I'm going to be the one on stage getting booed. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, well, it'll let us know where you are. Oh, like, boy. we can figure out, like, if you need another 30 minutes or, like, if you just need a full hour. Like, let's just see. Ooh. And I, and that is, that's so hard when you're a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist. But when you're a perfectionist or when you're a Nigerian, we literally are say like Najano de Carilas, like we can't finish second. So the idea of let's just see and if it fails, it's fine. We can regroup. No. Failure is like literally never an option. Wow. And in that moment, she was giving me the luxury of failing. That was that was a pivotal moment that changed. And then I got my hour. What what is, what is something that Yvonne Orgy is hard on herself about? Because you always seem like so positive and go with the flow type. Well, you know, uh, ease and flow is my new word for like I pick a word in the beginning of the year. Those mm-hmm. are my words for 2021. Okay. Um, because I was really, I said I said this year I'm becoming less Nigerian. Don't don't worry, I love y'all, but I I had to I had to undo the gangsterness that comes from hustling grind because mm-hmm. I know that like that's been my security blanket and it's worked. Mm-hmm. Like I've got successful hustling grinding, and God was like, uh, can I show you another way? Um, mm. just can you like sit back and receive? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I want it. It sounded good. And I, I'll never forget after we wrapped uh, season five of Insecure, like I found myself just like, like with not a lot to do for the first time in a long time. And I remember my therapy session and I was like, yo, fam, I feel mad lazy right now. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel lazy. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, what, 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 who am I? Mm-hmm. She was like, are you lazy or is your body just at rest from a decade of working? Mm. I was like, well, read me, man. <laughs> I was like, is your name Dr. Rhonda too? Like, what's going on? And it, it, it that also freed me to be like, yo, we we put it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've really done a great job of separating my work from my worth. And I'm like, I'm so, so at peace with it. That's how I be traveling. I'm just like, oh, I don't, in this season, I don't feel compelled to, like, keep up. Mm-hmm. I've just, I, I've done what I've done and things are in the oven and when they come out, they come out. So you're cool with just relaxing and chilling out? Yes, I gotta make space you for deserve a boo. It. I gotta make space, okay. you know what I'm saying? I, have, I haven't got to that point. Like, I feel like if I'm not doing something, I feel like, oh, I'm not doing nothing. I gotta work, I'm lazy, I, I, yes. I can't stop that. Therapy be- helps. Yes, and in therapy, they'll tell you that being busy is a trauma response yes. a lot of times. Like, you staying busy because you're running from something. Mm-hmm. You're afraid what may happen if you sit down and just be afraid alone with broke. yourself and yeah. your thoughts. So you said you have to make space for a boo. I do. So when it comes to you looking for a guy and standards, yeah. what it, what would you say you're looking for? I'm look, I, like you have to be currently walking in your purpose. Mm-hmm. I I can't do those science fair projects. I I, pre- I appreciate everybody that's that's on the come up and doing it. 
I'm just not there right now in my life mm-hmm. to support that. And, and you know what? And there are going to be some people that like, you missed out on. I did. I did. In this, <laughs> in this point in my life, I, I need a fully formed human being who is cu- currently working on themselves, knows who they are, confident in who they are, and like fulfilling purpose. You need a partner, not a project. Every single homegirl I got says that. I need a partner, not yeah. a project. Everybody's work is different. Mm-hmm. And so... For me, I'm like, I want to start here and work here. All right, we have more with Yvonne Orgy. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Yvonne Orgy. Yee. Now, you're also hosting Yearly Departed, right? So talk to me about that, because that's all women. Phenomenal. Comedians. I feel like there's, like, a great time right now for women in comedy. What do you think? I think so, too. It, it, that that project was really special because I literally had just come from Insecure that's like black and the black and the black and the black. You know, it's just like lots of brown and brown stories, brown characters to jump now into like, oh, all women. It's like I love when representation is really represented. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like female producers, uh, a female director, and then female comedic um, actors. So everybody wasn't a comedian, but they were like comedy in the comedy zeitgeist space. Um, and it was beautiful because everybody just brought their specialty. It's going to be good. I host it. I have two, like, monologues, and I think they were happy. And it nice when you to host. I like it, though. Now, was there any part of you that uh, really related to Molly last season? And was that yeah. tough on you psychologically because you've been the, the fan favorite for so long? Yeah, You know, pressure breakers were rough. Um, and... I was saying, like, season one, I felt like I didn't understand Molly. I was like, I who's this chick? Like, I didn't have a lot of Mollies in my life. Um, and so I was, like, learning her. And then season two was kind of like, oh, she was teaching me some stuff. And then, you know, at some point I was teaching her. We were all kind of, like, either ahead of each other. And so now we're kind of parallel mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's interesting because going through... Um, you know, not being on set with Issa. I was shook. I was like, yo, Issa, who wrote this season? Like, we now are on set together. Like, when I see you, we fighting. Like, I, this don't sit right with my spirit, but I understood. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am acting. You know, I understood the storyline, but I was like, yo, this is trash. Um, but I I learned in that season, because it's like, yo, you go, as an adult, going through a friendship breakup, that's, it's wild. It's rough, and there's so many nuances. Did you think that this, this would have an impact on y'all real relationship, though? I mean, the fact, because of the storyline and y'all wasn't spending that much time on set, did it ever, like, man, this might impact our real friendship? No, because it was all love. I feel like the season finale is when I was like, I got to let you go. Like, it's like, you're my friend, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm really, like, you're released into the world now. Like, you're like you're a different Issa than mm-hmm. when we started. And, like, we're not going to be spending four to six months together every year mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of like it wasn't it wasn't a goodbye because I know what you are but like we still text everybody you know every day and she's dope but it was like like you're not mine you know mm-hmm. like I, I really took ownership of what we had and I yeah. I found myself like emotional uh, last Sunday when we premiered like I wow. she, she was just like because we spent Thursday together Friday together Saturday together and Sunday I was just like in the bathtub listening to Giveon. This sounds so sad. So damn sad. But it it was also like, yo. Smoke a cigarette. (laughs) 
journaling. And, I, and so she was like, girl, you gonna come watch the premiere with us? I was like, girl, one, I'm tired. Two, like, I'm just being my feelings. She was like, not you sitting in the bathtub crying. I was like, not you not <laughs> respecting my morning face. Uh, but it was, it was, and it was funny because when she cracked me up, I was like, this is why I love you. Because like, she instantly mm-hmm. got me out of my thing. Because for me, it, it, it this is the thing that like ushered me in, into the platform that I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm, I'm doing other things. So not even like I'm going to do other things. I'm doing other things. But it is this feeling of like when you graduate college, you, you still cry. Yeah. No point intended. It's like a sorority. So like y'all, this was college for y'all and y'all going out into the world. Y'all yeah. got each other forever. Now, and Molly I- also was in an interracial relationship. And now that you're single, could you see that for you? I could. I could. Like, I, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when people see interracial, they think, like, black or white. I'm like, there's so many races out there, mm-hmm. you know? Hello. There, he- she's like, hello. I'm black Chinese. Hey. <laughs> what if you'll be able to trust a guy, though? Because you a different person. You rich now. You got all of these things He's gonna going to have on. more money than me. Ooh. How are you going to know that, though? He's going to have more money than That's me. Right. How do you know that? Manifest it, though. He He's going to have <laughs> before, before <laughs> this all going to have oh, let me speak English what about social media it appears that he has a lot of money but he did a bunch oh, of PPP scams I'm not dealing with <laughs> social not media a project he just doesn't have as much money as you do you got money he treats you well D- uh, I'm yes broke. I'm dead broke well, but he treats you well and he would not be an option will your parents be disappointed if you're not with a Nigerian man um, I'm. I want to be happy. No, I'm just so, asking because like, I know for you know. I think that will be. I mean, like I'm my I'm my dad's only daughter, and mm-hmm. so my dad wants to have the whole traditional wedding, got the dowry, and I'm like, I, I so know you brought a Caucasian guy home to your dad. There are so many different types of men in this world. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. Let's just there's a gamut of them. But I think I think I think after they understand because I already did that. I you know I I tried to give them the the thing that they wanted and it didn't work out and mm-hmm. I was like are we are we good now? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Got you. Uh, and so uh, I'm 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 happy. How much do looks matter? They matter a lot. Like. Okay. Looks, physique. Yo, earlier you said it was nothing. You just wanted a man that wasn't a project. All I'm learning from this conversation, Yvonne, is your dreams are your dreams, and you shouldn't share them with other people because you got dream killers out there. You know what I mean? No, I'm going to share them. I'm going to share them because no matter what the attacks go, <laughs> when the dream manifests, I'm like, remember when you told me? That's right. And the... Well, Yvonne, you just snoring. I just snoring, yes. Dear future husband, I hope you like my sense of humor and my snort. Bamboozled by Jesus is out right now. Yes, and Insecure every Sunday till the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock on HBO and HBO Max. All right, well, we appreciate you for joining us. It's The Breakfast Club, Yvonne Orji. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Put an end to junk sleep. Shop Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale and unjunk your sleep today. Save up to $500 on top-rated brands, plus pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. See or visit a store for details. Yeah. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Amanda Seals, her character in Insecure. No, we're talking about Tiffany Dubois. Yeah, Tiffany. That's the Amanda character, Seals character the, in the Insecure. character from Insecure. Correct. She wore uh, AKA colors. Because uh, her character is an AKA. And she did the sound. Don't yes. you do it. 
What sound? I'm not, Just be quiet. I ain't playing with them people. Yeah. Right. Salute to all AKs. So we're asking, what is your feelings on it? My my whole take on it is like, if we know that they have to get clearance from the AKA organization, if people in these fraternities and these sororities are upset, shouldn't they take it up with the heads of their organization? Shouldn't they have a conversation with them and say, look, we don't want our stuff used, period. Right fictional or otherwise we don't want nobody wearing our colors we don't want nobody wearing our letters we don't want nobody holding up our shield if they are not part of the organization but shouldn't they be taking that up with the heads of said organization who give this clearance now let me ask you uh, something else do you feel that like people just don't like amanda seals and then you feel like if it was another actress they wouldn't have went so hard um probably but you know I'm, you know, I'm biased with, with my good sister. You know I, what I mean? I saw Issa Rae weighing in on it and everything, too. Yeah, they went out of Issa, too. And I too. saw a lot of people actually defending Amanda. Yeah, I saw that, too, which I thought Absolutely. that was hilarious. It was people saying, I don't like Amanda Seals, but those are the kind of critical thinkers I like. I like people that deal with nuance like that. Hello, who's this? Um, Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How old are you, first of all? I am 31 years old. Oh, okay. So, yes, um, I am a member of Gamma Theta Omega. That happens in South Florida. Shout out to all my sororals. Um, So, to answer the question, first and foremost, I love Insecure. I love all of the um, actors and actresses in Insecure. But I can kind of see why some members of my organization feel some type of way. I do understand it's acting, but normally in movies with Greeks, you normally see them alter the Greek. So they won't actually use the, the exact Greek letters. Like in Drumline, they use similar colors. So you was able to determine like, okay, he's probably a Kappa. Mm -hmm. He's probably a Q. But you didn't see the Omega patch on the okay. uniform. You gotcha. didn't see Alpha Kappa Alpha patch on the girl's uniform. So the fact that she actually has the patch, it could have been, you know, like you said, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha could have gave her the right to use it which I'm sure they probably did. But um, I know one thing that I was kind of upset about is her using the word soror. She's not a soror. That's a word we use amongst each other. What's the word? So, soror. That's the word. But she's saying so, to use is a term of that's what they use in their own I've used. I've, I've said soror. How do I refer to y'all then? You don't refer to us as sororals. You refer to us <laughs> as the... members of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Anybody got time for all that? That's so long. Oh, we done said that word a thousand exactly. times this morning. Are we in so trouble? You, so I can't say sorority? Um, you, can soror. say sorority. you can say sorority. No, you can say sorority. It's just the word sor Like, if, if Angela Yee was to say to me, oh, hey, sorority. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Right. So that's the terminology we use amongst each other. So the fact that you guys are saying on the radio, hey, it's not a big deal. But some people really take it to heart because, you know, they die hard for they die for their own. Gotcha. You. So you're saying you know, it was the shield it, that was really the issue, not necessarily the colors. Yeah. They could have represented no. it without actually having that. But shouldn't y'all take this up okay. with the organization? Shouldn't y'all take this up Ab with the people who are giving clearance? <laughs> absolutely. So absolutely, but it's just to to clear the ear because people say, no, it's petty. Yeah, it's petty because you're not a part of that organization. But if you worked hard and fought for your letters, it's not no, more so petty to you. You know, Alpha Kappa Alpha opened up doors every day. Look at the vice president. Right. Okay. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't tell you what to be mad at. Can't tell you what to be offended by. But it is petty to me. So you're right. Well, I, you but know, I'm not my, a member of the organization. My doc is in a, a sorority. She said it's the dumbest argument. She said it has to be cleared by the AKA. She says we have to clear even the small indie productions of shows if they ever go, if they ever use us or use our colors or our badges. It said it has to be cleared. Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Soror. 
So Rory. That's K Sarah. What is it? It's K Sarah. K Sarah. Salute to K Slay. What'd you say? Shout out to K Slay. What's up, brother? He's trying to say whatever will be will be. What what is that? What is the saying? What are you saying? K Sarah. K. Oh, so that ain't got nothing to do with Sora. Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. South Carolina State University, baby. <laughs> Honorary doctorate. All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, Andra. Hey, good morning. What are your thoughts? Um, so I am a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Okay. And me and my line sister were just talking about it. And honestly, I wasn't mad at it. You know, um, I thought that it was an honor for them to try to, you know, showcase us in a positive light. I mean, they could have did a joke to us. You know? They could have did y'all dirty. I mean, what if what if they'd have had y'all on the show and they was playing into all them BS stereotypes and all of that stupid stuff? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I I could understand if you know y'all were portrayed in a negative light. I could see the uproar, but you know. Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning. My name is Tanisha. Hey, good morning. Tanisha, what what sorority are you? I am an AKA. I am part of the first African American sisterhood in America, and I am not bothered by. Amanda Seals portraying an AKA as a character on Insecure. But my question is, did they get permission for the character to be portrayed on the show? That is what this all comes down to. I don't think anybody should be personally attacking Amanda Seals. You have to get permission to use the license. And I haven't seen the show. I didn't see anything. I'm just responding to Twitter and listening to you this morning. But, um, we don't know if that was allowed yet. So if they didn't get permission from the sorority to use the shield, then they are in violation. True okay. indeed. Well, but um, from what I was told, it was in a sorority house that they actually got permission to use, right? Yes, uh, she just said it was AKA's AK, house. I don't know who the AK is that allowed that to be uh, shot in her home. Even she would have to get permission to give permission. She, she, that AKA can't give permission to use the license. That would have had to have come down from I'm, corporate. You have to I'm get a almost, pass. You got to check in. If allowed that, then I'm sure corporate would have told us that in, in, in advance to it being used in the show. I can't so believe HBO have, didn't get their preference. I'm almost positive that they yeah. got clean. I mean, HBO, I'm I, sure. I, feel, I, I, I feel so too, Charlemagne. I do feel they got permission before actually going ahead and doing that. And they probably got permission in season one. And from what I just read, that this is the final season of the show. So where's all this backlash coming from so late in the game? I think they just noticed, to be honest with you. Because I remember they even had, I think it was last year, it said future AKA on a hat, on a, on, on Tiffany's baby's hat, I think. Oh, okay, right. Well, see, future AKA is different from just totally wearing the shield. Got you. But what's the moral of the story? I think the moral of the story is I just want us to understand the difference between uh, real life and entertainment. Because I'm telling you, my, my biggest fear with social media is that we're all becoming the they's who cried wolf. You know what I mean? And if everything causes outrage, then nothing is truly outrageous. <laughs> like if you're constantly mad about nothing, then when something really pops up, why should we take any of y'all serious? That's all, because every single day, folks are really mad about nothing, like enraged right. about yeah. nothing. Yeah, absolutely. This too shall pass. Exactly. <laughs> too. By the day. <laughs> by the day. Literally. Today. Give it, by, give it to 10, 11 o'clock. It'll be something else. All right, we got more coming up next, so don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy. Uh-huh. Nick Cannon. We here. All right, the streets say Nick no condom cannon. That's right. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> Nick, the fertilizer. The fertilizer. How many kids do you want, Nick? How many do you want? Man, honestly, somewhere 10 to 12, I, I wouldn't be Why mad so at. many? Just... You got so many, too. I got, I got five and one on the way, so I'm going to have six, but I'm stopping it. Really? I'm, st- I'm, I'm stopping. Are you sure? Is it the beauty of fatherhood, man, when you really talk about like the, the essence of living in as a father, too, man. I've learned so much just Absolutely. from my children, man, mm-hmm. Like, and it's so amazing, and I really just... Love being around my kids and just that youthful energy. It feels like you get to relive every time. All the time. I love that. And I think because, you know, I've been through so much in my life, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually, like the the best place that I find is the time that I spend with my kids and the energy. And to get as much of that as possible to pass on, you know, all that I've lived into something else. That's why I do it, man. It's not the number of kids, though. I guess people question the different baby mothers. That's what well, it why is. Why do people question that? That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really that's just to classify property when you think about it. I mean, like when you go into that mindset, if we really talk in that talk, like just the idea that a man should have one woman, we shouldn't have anything. I have no ownership over this person. Like if we really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. So. I've never really subscribed to that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I understand the institution of marriage and stuff, but if we go back to what that was about, that was the classified property. That was because one a father gave another man his daughter for land. So when you really get to that concept, it's like, all right, well, we got to change all of this up because I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the mothers or like we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity so i like you know i get into it because i don't you know those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it like Mm -hmm. we have to have it this way i don't subscribe to it i actually think women are blessing us those women those women and and all women are the ones that open themselves up to say i would like to allow this man in my world and i will birth this child Mm -hmm. so it ain't my decision I'm I'm following suit. So, so women, no, women I respect that, that game you them. running on them no, ladies. No, 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 wow, no. Nick, Nick, that's the, that's what you spitting. That's what you. That's the dream you selling. Truth, wow. So the women that you they 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 the ones that making the choice. So the truth. women you have to, in a, in a relationship with, they don't mind that you. Every woman that I I deal with or dealt with, they know how I feel, and it usually is a concept. Like I don't, I'm not going around like I'm who I'm gonna impregnate next. Like nah, it's usually scenarios and kind like that's the thing people say certain things in the mm-hmm. public but when you really look at how a family infrastructure is designed the, the woman is the one that always leads and makes the decision i agree wholeheartedly i yeah. say that all the time i say that we had to do some real societal brainwashing to make people believe that men were the actual leaders yeah. but just by nature you can look and see women run everything yeah, and the facts. only thing we have brute force that's about it mm-hmm. and, and even now that's changing <laughs> drastically mm-hmm. and we've used our brute force to brainwash society to think that we're the overpowering or, or the one that controls just because maybe we can physically move nah, something. Women but lead. Women lead. And in every scenario that I've had, I step back and say, how do you want to do this? Well, I've heard people say that they think you having all these kids with different women is selfish because you can't possibly give the time to all of the different kids. 
time is a is a man-made construct when you un, like if we're talking quantity over quality every single one of my kids i'm at every basketball game every martial arts practice i'm and people don't understand how i do it but that's literally my children are my priority mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about being present and i always say all for all of those people that that say man there's no way he can do it I sit back and watch interesting conversation i respect your right to move that way i'm a yeah. married man i love being married i love the idea of being with one woman and building a family building I an empire, and yeah. I I feel like I want to figure like I remember being in that space, mm-hmm. and I was with the one woman I've always wanted to be with for my entire. I lived the dream, and and I saw it was so much to that. But for me, based off of my trajectory in life, I was like, there's a little bit more, and and even like I can even admit like as sometimes there was selfish concepts of like I feel like my purpose is greater outside of just being in this institution, and. I personally, I mean, you know, salute to anybody else who does it, but I can't get out here and talk about how much I live my truth, walking truth, only to truth, and I'm creeping. Like, so every woman that Word. deals with me knows that, yeah, well, we know what it is. Does it make you crazy when people, when they, they when they judge your relationship online? Like, I remember um, you just had your recent baby and you were in the strip club with me, and people were like, how is he in the strip club when he just <laughs> had a baby an hour ago? <laughs> does, does that affect you at all? It's a lot of noise. Watch how I move. Like, is anybody complaining? Do my children look like they're not well behaved or in in a in a space where they're suffering or, or any lack emotionally, physically, whatever it is? You think it's a coincidence that um, Nick Cannon is NC and no condom is NC? <laughs> you think that is a coincidence or is that divine? <laughs> no, let, let's. Hey, that's a. I like that. Contrary to popular belief, I do wear condoms. That's a damn. <laughs> Please. That's a damn lie. Why, what reason do we have to believe that? And don't no. put out the condom name because nobody going to use those condoms. <laughs> no, yes. Matter of fact, what is the brand name? No, tell that so, brand. so they can be discontinued. I keep the gold packs with me. But the well, you need to stop wearing them. The They're a little baggy. Something's slipping up. <laughs> The magnums be breaking though. They do. Uh, Okay, so let's go through this process. Let's talk. Let's talk. Every relationship starts off with a condom. Yes. Correct. Then once you feel like you get the oh we there's trust. It's comfortable. And then once, however, that first slippage of either you didn't have it, the condom breaks, something you was in the shower and it slipped it or whatever, and like all right, well we done crossed this threshold now so, we don't need them no more so we, you, you know how it feels now and then because and that's why i say no children are ever accidents because if we make the conscious effort of stepping up and having uh unprotected, unprotected sex, sex you know the you consequences know, you know you're, yeah. you're gonna have you're preparing to have a child correct so anybody that you anybody i ever had unprotected sex with i knew okay this is someone i wouldn't mind creating life with mm-hmm. so if I meet somebody, and usually I don't like meeting new people, but I'm a 99.9% gonna be strapped up in that sense. I don't drink. I don't. My, I'm always. I don't. I'm under the right sober state of mind every mm-hmm. time I go into any sexual activity. But some of your kids are close to the same age, so that means you slinging <laughs> with no kind of to a, a couple of girls. Now, as someone who has to see the doctor because of my other ailments, yeah, and I probably got a little careless with that because. I'm STD checking every week because I get my blood taken every week because of lupus. Mm-hmm. So I usually know where I'm at. And I also... What about the young lady, though? Usually know. So, <laughs> and in that scenario, she knows what it is. If uh, someone suggests 
using a condom? Of course. That's what we doing. Do you think you might come back and be like, no, I do want to be with one person? When you talk about ma marriage, you're talking about the the business of marriage. Because that's marriage is a business. It's a contract, mm -hmm. right? I mean, when, I think it's a soul tie, too. I mean, I mean when you find the covenant, right person. That's a covenant. But I'd much rather have someone as a companion for life. I'm not moved by sex. I don't make decisions off of sex. I, I probably have some of the closest people in my life when it comes to women that I'm not sexually active with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I tell off top, if it's about your vagina, we can take that off the table from the gate. Mm -hmm. Because now I can really get to know you because now I'm not, I don't, I don't check. I, clearly the world knows I have enough access to vaginas. Mm -hmm. So let me really break down where we at with this. So I feel like some of my strongest relationships with women going, I mean, we in our 40s now, like, mm -hmm. like later on in life and shoot, ain't even working the way it is. <laughs> you need that one, is, you need that one to hold you down. Yeah, you're going to be like, who, who can I go to the movies with? Mm -hmm. I'd rather focus on, in that direction and figure out who can I solely have sex with for mm -hmm. one I'm not moved by that so like, again those constructs don't really I'm, I don't think about that well so, I'll tell you one thing boy there's men out here who can't commit to one woman that's listening saying that spitting this morning <laughs> that Nick spitting I don't just I don't I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying because you have the right to live that me. way yeah, yeah it don't work for me I gotta be I love and being again, one. Work for me. I respect and salute anyone who can be in an honorable relationship because it's not easy to do if it's exhausting I, I'm like dang I could never do that that's not for the ad just like everybody yeah, can't be a priest yeah, every like and so yeah. when I see I believe when two come together and become one that's powerful that's mm -hmm. that's blessed by God you can't do it by yourself right. now because of my scenario every time somebody meets me and sees me they, they already have a you're Nick Cannon. Like, You've been Nick Cannon for yeah, a long like, time. I'm thinking yeah. like, dang, who was in the fourth grade that right. I could, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never, I don't know, I don't have a woman in my life that's had my back wow. from day one mm. who rocked with me through the bull. The reason and, you feel that way because yeah. like like Charlamagne and I, I've been with my wife since she was 15 I was 16 right so she's been there before DJ Envy before yeah, the money that's but we just amazing, man. going to the bodega getting now ladies and drinking quarter waters that's and like that's, like that's that's. That's a blessing from God, man. Everybody can't have, you know, the small mm -hmm. percentage of that right. power of like, that's some, that's other kind of love. I'm you, you, me. Right. Word, word. I don't have the I'm you, you, me. Everybody is like, I think I could be what you want. I'm like, I'm cool by myself. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlamagne the guy, we are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Do you regret giving Kevin Hart that llama? No, I was wondering why. You see, it won't even stop. You didn't change the number? Nah, I mean, I need it's still my phone number. And then they just yeah, what's up? We are the Breakfast Club, man. You calling it? Hello? 
Uh, see, and that's the other thing is so it constantly calls. I wonder because it, it kept ringing it the kept whole ringing. time. The whole this and it's just and I, it's on silent. That's the other. I don't oh, know. Nah. So you, you got you giving them that llama. You got to protect your peace, yeah, Nick. Yeah, you gotta got to change your number. Yeah, bro. no. So the thing is, obviously, we got the prank wars going on now. I, I was trying yeah, first, like me and Kev do this all. Like it just so happened. The phone number is just top yeah, ten, though. Yeah, like he because we always prank each other, especially around birthdays and stuff like that. I'll be sending just stupid stuff to his house, and I sent the llama, and then. This motherfucker gonna put my phone number on a billboard and it will not stop ringing. So I'm like, I'll be answering like, all right, so what should I do to get this back? Like, because the brilliance <laughs> of this prank is the world got to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. right? Usually our pranks is like private and silly over the top. Now everyone has my phone number. So that's another, I'll keep it on because it's like, all right, until I get this back, I'm gonna be constantly reminded that I gotta deal with picking up this phone. That would drive me crazy. That would drive me crazy. Especially you trying to sleep and just relax. Well, obviously I'll put it in the other room when I'm yeah. trying to sleep, but it's like, this is my phone. This is, and, and that's the thing because I'm not a slave to these devices mm -hmm. like that. So as much as that is an inconvenience, It'd probably be more of an inconvenience if I if I was one of them dudes that just Got keep you. it by the you know all, all the time. So that's that's over there. But Kevin Hart, f you, <laughs> <laughs> y'all shooting real husbands now. Is this part of the show? Nah, it should have been. Yeah. Uh, I think we already had you know our storylines and stuff already put together before that jumped off. But we doing some big things with that. Like me and Kevin's pranks. You guys gonna say? I, and I really need y'all help to figure out what I should do next because all of the shit I had planned are not as good as this. Mm. Like I was doing dumb. Going. I was putting bubble bath in his pool. <laughs> like I was doing, I was doing rich inconvenient <laughs> up one of his cars. But like this was good because this inconvenience yeah, yeah. my life and the world got to be. A problem. I was like, oh, I got to rethink all of this that I was going to do. So I don't know, Kev, it's coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> I'm cooking up, and the world gonna see. Now listen, I know I saw your Howard Stern interview, and you know I know we all have to embrace the fact that we're not gonna be here forever. Right? Yeah, that, you know what? And I, I want to talk about that, too, because that was an interview from over five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was when I say I was fresh out the hospital, like seven blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they, over people whispering in the corner, talking to my mama. You know what right. I mean? Like it was one of them times. And and that, and that was probably the third or fourth time I've been in a scenario mm -hmm. like that. So when you're in that space, you get to you have to come to those moments. You sitting up looking at the sitting in the hospital, mm -hmm. having weird dreams and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is what it's like. It's about to go. I, I I I appreciate the time that I've had on this planet. I like, and then when you come out of it because of your resilience, you're in a different mindset as well. And then you get back to this space. I feel like there's I call it spiritual portals. You know what I mean? When you're close to that portal, you're in you're in a different Zen mode mm -hmm. of acceptance. And I was probably on that conversation, you know, we'd be talking shit and joking mm -hmm. a lot of it because the mics cracked open, mm -hmm. but I was definitely probably in that space of like, it is what it is. You know, I had a good ride. Um, How do you feel now? I'm probably because I'm, that was so far removed. I definitely appreciate each and every day, but I want to get the most out of life. But I don't know. I was, I feel like that was a little dark. I was in a darker space true, because I was true. truly fresh out of the hospital. And it's funny how, because people, it's just the media, how people started seeing all of these stories about me and all of these kids. And then that interview popped up from five years ago. And they were like, oh, that's what it is. He, he, he just having he all these kids. Yeah. That's irresponsible in itself, too. To and that's like, what somebody said to me. Somebody said yeah. that Nick is having all these kids, but he 
thinks he's not going to be here long. That's selfish. Nah, that's not. It is that. If that mm-hmm. was, a, if I set out on some Thanos, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to be here long, so let me impregnate as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a very selfish mentality. They took two different concepts and, and kind of put them together. And again, I'm in therapy twice a week, so when I I, I literally I went to my therapist and you know I'm like, do I think like, am I moving like this? Is this why? Is it? And two have nothing to do with each other like the my my concept on the time that we have in this realm and the experiences that we get to 75 80 85 hopefully plus years that we get to see i want to make the most out of them but mm-hmm. i'm not out here saying oh i want to go get have as many kids and cover as much ground as possible nah that's not that it. was a wild rumor and the rumor that yeah. that you got young ma pregnant but you <laughs> That was a wild one. That's hilarious. That all, the, all the me. I mean, again, I'm, this is what we do. We this jokes like I'm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. Like I, I'm one of the probably people you've seen while, and I got the toughest skin in the game. There's no. I don't think there's anyone who's ever upset me. Or I mean, even our relationship over years, we grew to be so close. I'm like. Hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not moved by that. So I actually appreciate every joke, and that's why I created Wild It Out. Right. right. I've been getting rich off of y'all talking shit about me for decades. At now, this how did point. you feel when your crew held you down on Wild It Out? Yeah. You know, they DC said Young Fly. Yeah. I saw that. Right Pretty V. Chico. Carlos. I mean, they held you down. They definitely did, and I salute to them. And that's when you build a strong unit, a strong family. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, staying solid I don't even think it had anything to do with me they just solid people because yeah. there's a lot of people who did you know start tap dancing and got real flimsy out there and, you know what I mean I always say want to be solid but they ain't solid you know what I mean I salute that you know I'm surrounded by a team of, of solid individuals but I don't knock anybody who make whatever decision they have to make because of their family I get it everybody has different motivations so even you know the people who who were willing and you know Jumped out there. That's what they did. You still mess with them, though? Those people, or you just sever ties? I always say all the situations I go through, I think Dr. King talked about it, is like a kaleidoscope of character revelation. Mm. You can see people's true colors. When you see, you can step Mm. back and you're like, and I don't hate you for you being who you are. I just, now I'm so glad I know who you are now. Because as the leader in the situation, I'm like, do what's best for you. I got this. Let me let me handle this. I'm strong enough to stand firm on on my beliefs and my walk in this journey that I got to go through. And I know the support is there because the support came from the real ones who called me. Shaw was one of the first people like, man, we got to figure this out. We got it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, And even those times where I wasn't even accessible because I had to step out of the bubble for a minute to be like, all right, let me see what this is. Because it was a point where I was public enemy number one to everyone. Yeah, for me it was it wasn't the professional stuff. I you know you get through that. It was like yeah. the personal. I'm like, yo, let's make sure Nick is good. And yeah. You're not about and to it, do nothing crazy. It was to heavy himself. too, man, cuz I got to this space, man, and I've never like I value life, but I've been into I've I've mentally, physically and spiritually been in places where I've been in some very dark places we all have. to where I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mud mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. can't move. So when you get to that space where you feel like it returns, all of those thoughts start coming, and you start thinking like, "Well, if I can't move, is this it?" You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, even, you start thinking it's life better mm-hmm. without me. Without here. because yeah. it's so painful of not being able to move. If I just get out the way, and then those dark thoughts, and, and it's unfortunate because I had an artist that was signed to me, and I watched him struggle so much with those those demons and that that mental 
anguish. And this man had been dealing with the the pain of life for so long. And it got to a point where he did end up taking his own life. And I'm like, man, I'm sitting here playing with it. And the fact that I'm stuck in this moment right here, I wasn't even able to communicate and connect with him during that time. And he took his life. And that that happened literally like the de- the second day all of this was going on. And that, that brought me out of I it. I remember that, yeah. Because I was like, okay, the bullshit I'm going through, this man was experiencing so much pain. I've never experienced that. And so that's where, you know, even, I, and, and I commend you and all the uh, amazing work that you do in the space of mental health, because we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with it, because we all experience it. And people are like, oh, you got a mental illness. I'm like, yeah, I do, but you don't? Let's bring all of our pain to the table and discuss it, opposed to pointing fingers at pain. And I've learned through that process, is like, yo, what I'm going through is going to help somebody else. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Charlemagne? What advice would Nick Cannon give the baby right now? Oh, yeah. Because course yeah. correction so, is fine, right? Yeah. I think that's what, you, that's what we learned from your situation. There's nothing wrong with course correction. First of all, I think not only in the black community, and I've experienced it, not only, but definitely just men, a lot of times we have that ego. We believe apologizing is weakness mm-hmm. when it actually takes great strength to step up to anyone and say, I was wrong. A lot of times we think apologizing like, I'm sorry, I, you feel bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You can't be sorry someone's feeling. No, you have to step up and say, oh, I didn't handle that in the way that I, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that shows strength. I, I, I know, baby. And that's a strong brother. Absolutely. And I've been believe, through a lot. That was a lot of traumas. Yeah. Like just the fact that that man not only just lost his pops, his brother, his all the things that he and and still to be had that big smile that he has every mm-hmm. day, knowing everything that he comes like, you know, I I grew up in Charlotte part of my life. I I know that life. But I think mm-hmm. it's the attack though. And, and and that could be part of ego. Like, you know, you do something wrong. Right. And, and instead of having a conversation like we're having now, it's the attack. Now you want to cancel me. Now, as a man, I just want to be like, F- y'all. And I, you can't say you that. You know what I mean? But, and, that, and that's, he, he, he a fighter. Right. We seen, we seen his back against the wall. He's swinging. Right. Mm-hmm. He's swinging just so he could get out of it. So we all have to accept emotion. And there's people that I had some very harsh conversations with initially that I'm, we close now because we got to the, after you chunk them up, then they're like, okay, this was a misunderstanding. I said, and and I've I've had to have many of those conversations, and I'm gonna continue to have but many those. Those are great conversations. conversations. Yeah, because that's growth. To say I'm sorry, that's a self proclamation. You just oh, I'm sorry. That's not to apologize is an action. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. And to to actually repent or atone is actually the next level because now you're trying to understand. There's education involved with that. There's actually community involved with that. And that's the other thing too where I challenge all these people who want to cancel somebody and even specifically in uh, the baby's situation, let's use this as an opportunity for education because that's what happened in my scenario to where I still stuck true to the truths. The minister told me this where he was like, I don't ever want falsehood to come out of my mouth. So if I'm saying something that is not correct about your community, show me where I'm incorrect. Help me understand because mm-hmm. not only is that going to help me, but you're going to help so many other people who think like me. How do you feel about all those festivals pulling them off? I feel like that's the wrong thing to do. 
100, I don't agree with it. Just because it's like, what statement is that making other than you're just following? It's groupthink. It's mob rule. Mob rule has never worked in any society to where it's like, oh, well, they did it. We got to do it. It's like, oh, I, I can't lose this sponsorship. If Pepsi pulled out, Coke got to pull out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then who are you really? Because you, you can be knocked off. There's a group that can force you to do what you want to do with your brand. And it's unfortunate because when I don't I think if we had sat down and had individual conversations and this is a moment where we should all gather around the baby and and embrace him, because if we can do that, watch how many mentalities will change in the hip hop community. First of all, you offend and then it's going to be consequences and that person has to be held accountable. But then you got to give that person the opportunity to learn. And you use it as a teachable moment for And everybody. he is such a, he's a great example of that because of all that he's been through. Mm-hmm. He's an intelligent person. There's other people out there, they say, wow, yeah, you, you ain't no help. Don't him. save him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want to be but saved. someone like that, you can utilize him. I, I guarantee you, he'd sit down and talk with Madonna. I guarantee you, he'd sit down and talk with Elton 100%. John. I get, and, and it wouldn't be for the bag. He good. But if this is an opportunity to take his fans on a journey, and a lot of people don't even see it. We see the polarizing conversation. Mm-hmm. We see with some people being, was he wrong, though? You know? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. But, they, but, but there's certain things mm-hmm. about it that we've been trained to think that. That's right. Let's unpack that. That's right. Because let's, let's break it down. We know what the baby was doing. Like as entertainers, call as DJs, right. you call yo. If you, I'm all all the ugly people, be quiet. Right. I need all the bad bitches in the building to get to make some noise. He just took it to a whole nother. Correct. <laughs> but again, it was some call and response because if you feeling like you the healthiest and the happiest you could be in the moment, you gonna make some noise. Mm-hmm. But what about the people who not feeling healthy? What about the people who do feel ugly? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you just called me out. That was a trigger. Now I came, I paid my good money, and now I, people looking at me funny. And we got to understand the power that we have mm-hmm. as the people with the microphones. But one of my my biggest problem, I, I think, was, and I hate to, to single anybody out, yeah. right? But I look at Eminem, right? Mm. And Eminem has said, "Wow, why still saying wow." <laughs> Let me, let me stand over here. I know Nick about to shoot. No, <laughs> Shots out the Marshall. No. But then he did the thing with Elton John and everything was good, right? Right. Then a couple of years later, he went back to it. Continuously. Three, three years later, right? actually. So my whole three years was, ago. Yeah. So my whole Tyler thing was Creed. I didn't see them pull anything from him. I never well, seen we, MTV we, say. We know the currency of Caucasianness. The complexion <laughs> for the protection. Like, it seemed like they gave him a chance to redeem himself and and do. They did right it the right way with with Marshall. The baby just seems like. And I think, and, that, and that's I, think, I think it's too early because I think they will do it with the baby. They will, yeah. They will. He's going. The, the baby's not canceled. The baby's not over. I pray he utilizes this moment and sees where this can actually turn around and be a good moment. I always say, you know, I, I quote Doctor King every freaking day, but it's like where evil men plot, good men plan. Because right. these are conversations that need to occur. Right. Yeah, it's crazy that we have to, and, and I don't know why, but it's always like this. It has to be something extreme that gets us to these conversations. Yeah. Whether it's about racism, whether it's about sexuality, whether it's about gender, it's always anti-Semitism, whatever it is, it's always a, a something that happens that gets us to have these conversations. Something extreme has to happen. And that, I think all that you've been through, all that I've been through, envy even the stuff that you, you go through as well, I think we have to be... You know, I'm not the martyrs per se, but we're in a position because we can ignite those conversations yeah, and absolutely. put them in the right direction. I know I'm gonna get canceled again because I talk my real shit, and sometimes in a moment I might say some where I didn't. Ah, 
I, mean, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just trying to be funny. Oh, I was I was talking about this, but it was that. Like, I get canceled once a year. Charlamagne gets canceled about three times a year. Yeah, I'm, it's, I say something. <laughs> yeah, I say something every week. And at this point, it's like I caught. All right, the interrogators are out there, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna sit back. I ain't gonna let you shake me. Like, but let's talk about it. You know what I've learned to do though? Um, I think I used to make a lot of definitive statements. Now I just I ask the questions. questions. Cause I really do want to know. Like, so yeah. I'm asking questions now instead of saying, this is what I think. It's like, well, what if such as, like, I, I, I like to ask questions. Yeah, that's all I Cause got. Then, Cause then I'm opening up the conversation. I say I have none of the answers and all the questions. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Versus. Uh, Mariah Carey. Who would you love to see Mariah Carey go against? First of all, Kane, I thought you were about to ask Nick if he going to do a versus. Man, I'm like, stop. Come on, man. Why you, why you always hating on him, man? He got some records, man. He got some you all the time. You, so you I will always be an interrogator about your music. <laughs> yeah, you, <Okay>. <laughs> a, you know what? And I will get to that, too. You know the thing about my music is, like, it's funny to me because I even, rhyming words ain't hard. We we love Biggie because of the person he was. We love Pac because of the person he was. We love Rakim because of the person he was. The word rhyme scheme. That's we see anybody get like how y'all be hating on rhyme. I don't know, Nick. It's been kind of hard for you. <laughs> it's not Charlemagne. You I've, I've seen you try to rap. Like it's it's not hard to rhyme words. I never wanted to be the greatest rapper ever because I do so much. I can play seven instruments i'm a musician so hip-hop I, I salute everybody who can do it i'm a poet now to be a great artist mm -hmm. now if we want to talk about that i'm here to be the best artist i can be and i think when it's all setting down when i'm going I'm like, oh that could get down a little bit that actually was talented not for music not <laughs> yeah, everything up, else I'm sorry, I'm sorry. i mean everything when i say everything else no hold up let's talk this stuff real quick are we saying, because I'll give you one or the other. Are we saying rap or music? I've only heard you rap. What was the other? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, say less. You never you never seen me play guitar? Oh, no, no. Like, you talk about, I saw the piece you did with, um. oh, what was the sister name? Kiara Sheard. Kiara Sheard. Mm -hmm. That was dope. I've been, I grew up in a church, Charlamagne. Yeah, 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 I can yeah, pick yeah. up any instrument in a church and he, play he's it. He's judging you off a of gigolo. Gigolo on fire. Gigolo. Okay. I like Gigolo. <laughs> okay, how hard you say the words? <laughs> you ain't gonna make that song. Like, no more fire. You didn't like Can I, I Live, me and Anthony Hamilton? Me and Kanye produced it? I don't even remember that record. Okay. I remember Jay-Z, yeah. Can I Live? Yo, can up, I, I do. Back to Mariah Carey, man. Versus. 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 He's gonna hate on me forever, and I love it, because it's my friend. I need, the, I need this Just challenge. Just in the music. I support Nick in everything else he does. So Wildin' Out ain't music? Oh, wow, that was I, fire. I produce every beat on that show. Every song you've heard, I wrote it. Even when they be doing like the, the songs, like the uh who, who, church or who, who the, makes the, the beat? Where do you think the beat came from? Every song, every music, everything you hear, I make on the spot sometimes. Okay. Tell me about that. That ain't jiggling. No, I feel so. Everything you ever see, every oh, anything sonically that's ever come out of why I've made myself. Wow. Okay. What I didn't know. What do you say now? What do you say now? I support him in everything he does <laughs> except for his rap career. <laughs> I love Wildin' Out. Who doesn't love Wildin' Out? Wildin' Out is a classic staple in our culture. Dizzy Van Winkle. Uh, and every time you came on Wildin' Out, I bodied you in the freestyle. Let's go to verse. No, I had one good ball. I had a good ball one you time. He did have the one. Yeah, what's up about the my kids didn't look like me or some No, no, it was a... Oh, you the Birdman of TV, and you need to pay all your little wheezes. Oh, yeah, that was the boy. <laughs> Who wrote that? Who that wrote was that it. You? Me, off the top. <laughs> That's a lie. Off the top. So back to Mariah back to Carey versus. Yes, yes, versus. Yes. Who could go against Mariah? 
I don't think any. They were saying marriage. It's unfortunate. And we were, we, I only opened up this can. But the only person who has the level of talent, and this would, it would never happen, the level of talent and hits. Whitney Houston? No. Because Mariah writes. That's why okay. people got to understand Mariah's a musician. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed by people who can perform songs that it took 30 people to make with you. Mm. That's, that's a lot a, of people, though. That's gonna be that's Michael Jackson. They can't stab it at somebody. But no, for real, that's Michael Jackson. That's Beyonce. No, exactly. That's Rihanna. Take, the greatest. I'm gonna tell you, the greatest are the ones who can. You can put somebody in a room by their damn self and they come out with a hit. That's why Steve. Shouts out to Stevie Wonder, the greatest artist. No one could ever do a versus with him. And that's like, I'm, that's <laughs> literally. He was one. He was one of the real ones that called me. That's like close friends, and he and I have this conversation. There's a different level. What do you say? I see what's going on with you, Nick. They FaceTime me all the time. I was like, who is this for? Stevie, me or you? He's looking at the phone when he FaceTime me. He's so funny. He's like, yo, I'm driving. I got to go. I can't be driving and talking about the same time. No, but I'm, t- I'm impressed by artists like that. So only person in this day and age that could go, that could have gone against Mariah Carey because she writes all of her songs. She actually produces all of her songs. She puts the songs together and performs them at a high level. R. Kelly. But that ain't gonna happen. That, I, I told you it's not gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. Because of his personal endeavors right. and all the things. What do you but mean? He, so for this for this era? Or like, what do you mean? Because I'm thinking Prince, based on I what mean, you I'm said. Not, I'm not here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince, but that like even because even people talk about like Mariah and Janet, which on that level of diva, I would love to see mm-hmm. it. Like the songs that we Mariah and Janet would be fire. Mm-hmm. But if we just talking about skill level, like when we saw you know when how we got excited for Dipset and the Locks, like if we talking about matching talents. Yeah. Because Mariah is a writer, as and has written more hits than anybody. Only other person I could think of that has that ability that could sit down and make music. Mm-hmm. On the spot was R. Kelly. Well, she she got help in some of her songs. I didn't know Mariah did all that. Wow. I mean, no, JD, what, what did JD do then? Yeah, that's what he's, he's, he's a producer. He's a producer. Okay, okay. But again, that, I've actually watched Mariah write out lyrics and say, I'm going to go put this to mm-hmm. something. And then when you can perform it at a six octave level, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I've, I watched R. Kelly do the same thing. His was on some like savant type, mm-hmm. though, like where he would literally be, and then. Five minutes later, it's a whole ass hit song. Obviously, he had so many other problems and issues and, and you know pain in his life that we will no longer get to see him do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But we still gotta acknowledge the the fact that the the man was gifted. He was gifted. And, yeah, and, he had that conversation. I don't think he's around. Yeah, yeah. So, but at that level, like he's he's when you think about the level of hits that he pinned and put together. Other than Jiggle Ogan's one don't think it was a hit. But <laughs> I mean, it was a hit. I just, you know. You didn't f- with it. Let's play it. Let's play it right now. Play you want right. to play Jiggle? <laughs> <laughs> I bars in it. Nick, I was like, call me the Scarecrow. I'm looking for some brain. That's a bar. <laughs> Nick, we appreciate you for joining us. Let's go. Let's, let's play. We're going to play Jiggle before no, we get back. No, now I don't even want to hear it. No, <laughs> no, 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 we don't play it. We don't play it. No, 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 no. It was 20 years ago. No, but Nick, no, for real. Salute to Nick. You got to give Nick his flowers, man. We don't celebrate Nick enough in our culture for everything that Nick does for black people he keeps black people employed that's he's put right. out a lot of black talent out here in this yeah, culture yeah. over the years that's yeah. right this isn't yeah. nothing new so we just getting started and i know you're just getting started so yeah. I, I, I we gotta salute nick cannon we do not give nick cannon his flowers enough man we really I appreciate don't y'all, so man. let's do it nick cannon don't give me no flowers 
plant some seeds. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Bars. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Nightmare Alley, now playing only in theaters. On December 22nd, return to the source. See it in theaters and HBO Max December 22nd. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day, ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. <clears throat> called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day goes to a home inspector in Michigan named Kevin Wayne Van Loven. What a name, Van Loven. If this guy doesn't own a 1992 Ford Econoline, I would be disappointed. Okay, at least a 1997 Plymouth Voyager, maybe a Volkswagen Eurovan, maybe. Moral of the story is he should drive nothing but vans. When your last name is Van Lovin, you only have one vehicle of choice, and the license plate of that vehicle has to say Van Lovin. Sneakers, too. Okay, when your last name is Van Lovin, you can only wear vans, the old school black and white ones with the jazz stripe. Now, some would say that if you drive a van and wear vans, that's the child sex offender starter kit. I'm just saying, if you profile pedophiles, this kind of fits the description, but maybe I'm making all this up. This is probably a personal bias that I'm projecting, so never mind me. But back to Mr. Van Lovin. Now, Mr. Van Lovin is a home inspector, and he was inspecting the home of a 22-year-old woman in Oxford Township. He was inspecting the property before a sale. Well, something in that house turned Kevin Van Lovin on. I don't know what type of aphrodisiac he used before he inspected that house. Maybe he ate some chocolate, maybe some figs, some oysters, Asparagus, maybe. Something increased his libido, his sexual function. Something got him so hot and bothered in that house that he had to pleasure himself right then and there. Let's go to WJBK Fox 2 Detroit for the report, please. Before selling, an Oxford Township couple let this man into their home on Gill Street for a routine inspection. They left, never suspecting the 59-year-old man would allegedly fulfill his sexual urges with their child's Elmo doll. <laughs> the disturbing sexual act revealed when movement in the child's room triggered the nursery camera. The image shows when Kevin Van Leuven picked up the Tickle Me Elmo doll. The homeowner shocked when she was alerted on her cell phone. After hitting record, she immediately contacted the Oakland County Sheriff's Office. Our deputies confronted him, and initially he denied it, and then they told him it was on video, and then he apologized. He's been charged with aggravated indecent exposure and a misdemeanor charge of malicious destruction of property. But perhaps what's even more disgusting, after abusing the doll, Van Leuven put it back. <gasps> I never thought I would find someone who loves Elmo more than Rashawn Casey, a.k.a. DJ Envy. I have so many questions. I know people say we shouldn't kink shame. We shouldn't shame people for what they are into sexually, but that's BS. Okay, that's from 2021. I've been woke too long and I need some sleep because I'm not thinking straight when I'm sleepy rhetoric. Okay, if I can't shame Kevin Van Loving for this, then the word shame needs to be abolished altogether. Now, can I try to understand Kevin Van Loving? Sure. Let's unpack this. How many times has Kevin Wayne Van Loven sat his ass in front of the TV and masturbated to Sesame Street? I wonder. I also wonder if he sat down with a therapist or psychiatrist. Could he or she bring this back to something that happened in his childhood? I mean, it's Elmo, as in Tickle Me Elmo. 
right? And tickling equals flirting. I read somewhere, and by somewhere I mean Google, that from adolescence on, you're roughly seven times more likely to be tickled by somebody of the opposite sex. And the most common reason to tickle is to show affection. So maybe when he was a baby, as in a young lad, he got tickled a lot, and the thought of tickling turns him on. I don't know. Okay, so when you're a creature that is the symbol of tickling, maybe when you see that, you get turned on. When you see that symbol of tickling that is Elmo, a lot of people don't like tickling, but tickling is a physical expression of love. So maybe, just maybe, he saw Elmo and he wanted to show his love. I, some people do tickle fights as foreplay. People stage tickle fights in the bedroom. Nothing I'm saying makes sense, does it? Of course not. Okay? God may not make mistakes, but humans do. But I hear stories like Kevin Van Loven, and I know they say don't question God, but sometimes you have to recognize that. God didn't give you the same brains he gave everybody else, okay? There was certain periods in time that God was just creating anybody and anything, all right? Genesis 126 says God created man in his image according to his likeness, right? Well, humans, sometimes we just like to try things. Throw it against the wall to see what sticks. I think God did that when he was creating some humans. Some humans he just created with his eyes closed. Kevin Van Loven might have been one of them. Okay, God made him and forgot about him. So then Mr. Van Loven all these years has been left to his own devices, wandering around life aimlessly by himself without God's guidance, only to end up on Sesame Street, masturbating next to Oscar the Ground's trash can while Elmo just minding his business, performing Elmo's song. Hit that tune for me, Dramos. This is the song. La, Come la, on la, now. Elmo's song. Mm. Mm. Kevin Van Loving is somewhere hot and bothered him right now. Oh. To think he wrote this alone. Oh. That's what does it for Kevin Van Loving. Oh. Okay, enough, enough. Enough. Okay. Kevin Van Loving is reinforcing all the pedophile stereotypes. I told you driving a van and wearing vans is the sex offender starter kit. You know how many people Chris Hansen caught who fit that profile? And this guy, Kevin Van Loving, okay, you got caught sexually assaulting an Elmo doll in a nursery. That sounds pretty pedophile to me, okay? <laughs> Elmo is three and a half years old. Do you know that? Three and a half years old, you sick bastard. This is what Kevin Van Loving hears when drunk in love, please. I'm swerving on that, swerving, swerving on that big body, been serving all this, swerve, surfing all in this good, good. <laughs> Let Remy Ma give Kevin Van Loving the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you dumb? Do it, Envy. Oh, you don't want to do the voice today, huh? You don't want to play Elmo today, do you? I was going to say, well, I'm just curious, you want to play a game? You want to play a game? <laughs> Only if you do the voice. Ask me in the voice. You want to play a game? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Guess what? Racing! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Kevin Van Loven, Michigan, home inspector, walked into a nursery in a home, saw a Tickle Me Elmo doll, and had his way sexually with it. Guess what? Racing is! Angela Yee, start with you. I'll say Caucasian. Okay. What makes you say this with such confidence? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just what I want it to be. Okay. Rashawn, I want you to do I need you to answer in the, the voice the whole time, okay? Okay. Kevin Van Loven. Yes. From Michigan, home inspector. You're very familiar with home inspectors, right? <laughs> he was in a home inspecting. He was in a nursery. Saw an Elmo doll. 
had his way with the Elmo doll sexually. Guess what race he is? Let me check. <laughs> White. <laughs> what the hell did you bend over like that for? What the hell were you checking? Looked like you wanted somebody to check you. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You both are right. This is absolutely a colonizer. Okay. This is the highest levels job, of Caucasianery. Okay, the mayonnaise is very heavy in this oh, story. Man. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that talk. You, you got to register day. as a sex offender when you do stuff like this? If you're Kevin Van Lovin? I think my envy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that guy asked. Well, no, he probably it was just a doll. It's a doll. I don't think so. All right. Anyway, all right. We got more coming up next. So don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Tessie. Yes. Okay, I was trying to see if my boyfriend seen his ex-girlfriend. Is it okay to give her a hug in front of me and not acknowledge me or acknowledge the situation that made me mad? So what happened with his ex-girlfriend that you in particular don't like her? It's not that I don't like her because I don't know her. It's just a simple fact that she didn't acknowledge me. She just ran up straight to him and seen us together and gave him a hug, and he gave her a hug back and still didn't acknowledge me. So I just walked away, and he thought that it was okay. He said well, if yes. I seen a boy, then it would be okay to hug him. I think that it's not the hug. I think it's also the fact that there was no acknowledgement. She didn't acknowledge you, and then he didn't say, uh, this is my girlfriend, Tessie. Yes. And that's how you have to let him know that's what's not okay. I think you can't control somebody giving your boyfriend a hug, obviously. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? You can't get mad at him for that. But what you can hold him responsible for is, okay, you hugged her back, and then you didn't even say, this is my girlfriend. And you, sh- you got to be... No, they just started uh, a conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah, did you insert yourself in? Like, hey, how you doing? I'm his girlfriend. No, I just looked at her like she was crazy, and they just kept talking, so I walked away. Yeah, I think I, well... But that is on him. And the truth is, you can't even be mad at her for that. That's on him. She did that. He should have never allowed that to happen. And the sad part is he don't understand nothing that hurts me. I'm I'm his real, real relationship. So everything I tell him that don't that I don't like, he think it's okay. He think it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just and, don't get it. The, and the best way for you to explain it to him is not that he's doing these things purposefully to hurt you, but they do. And so you have to tell him, this is how this makes me feel when you do things like this. When that happened, I felt like I wasn't respected. And I just want to feel respected. And you have to be able to explain that to him as, in terms of it's not factual. It's just an emotional thing, how you feel. And I'm sure that in his head, he's thinking it's no big deal. And you also know you would never do that to him. Whether or not he said he's okay with it, that's not how you move. That is exactly it. And I told him that and I cried to him and pleaded to him. He just looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. No, that's not cool at all. And you should play this for him. But it's really just about him, feel, you know, being proud of you. Also not letting her feel like she could get away with things like that. Because that's the type of thing she go home and tell her friends, oh, you know, I did this, I did that, I gave him a hug. We ain't and even... I told not, him females talk like that and he just don't yes, get do. it. He think it's okay. He think it's okay to have female friends that he didn't... 
in a past on his Facebook page and stuff like that. And you know how females is nasty. So they put anything on Facebook for the people to look at. And he just think mm-hmm. all of that is okay. Yeah, respect the relationship. Don't act like you out here single. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wish he could hear this. How can he hear this? <laughs> you know what? We gonna. I want you to fucking call him. I'm sorry if I'm on the radio. This is terrible. You know what? We can't stop him. cursing. Call him you right now. Call him? call him on three. Wait, go ahead. Okay, give me one minute. Hello. We are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Leave a message. We will return your call. You know, we're on the phone right now with your woman who I would hope that you love and she loves you too. And we want you to be more respectful of how she feels in certain situations and understand and represent for your woman. We don't need you talking to these girls that could come in between your relationship. You gave your ex a hug. Y'all didn't acknowledge your girlfriend was standing right there. You knew she was uncomfortable. She walked away. You stayed and had a conversation. And you cannot do things like that because she done felt like she had too much power. So you cannot let the ex or any of these other women feel like they're more important to you than your woman or her feelings. And now, if Tessa, I do you want to add anything? To delete something on Facebook that I'm not comfortable with, he should understand that. Yeah, and she, look, this is all about her wanting to be in this relationship and caring about you and wanting to make things work. You should never let outside people interfere with what you guys have going on. If something makes her uncomfortable and it's reasonable and it's not that big a deal, I would assume deleting a comment off Facebook is not a big deal. I would assume that you would be able to let these women know I have a relationship. I'm happy and she's not comfortable with that. That's a grown and mature man thing to do. Yeah, bro. Yes, just it take is. it off. Make your wifey happy, man. Take it off. What's the problem, man? You acting like a little girl. Take it off. That's right. And you can't cheat on your woman during the pandemic, bro. You fool around and get COVID and chlamydia from a woman during this time. And we call that. He's not a cheater. He's not a cheater. He's yeah. an awesome man. He's not a cheater. It's just a simple fact that. He don't acknowledge what's wrong. So if I tell right. him that something is wrong, he takes that and he wrong with it. And he say, well, it's not like it is. It's not how you say it, make it seem. And it is. If you're looking at, if somebody mama and somebody reach out to me and try to tell me about my man that he used to have sex with or used to talk <gasps> to, why you want to delete them off your Facebook page? You right. So it's okay right. for people to reach out to me. Damn, your, your man is sleeping with people mama? He a real motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not sleeping with the mama. He's sleeping with the mama's daughter, mm. but they both reach out to me. Got you, got you, but got that you. that was in a past. Protect your woman. Like he's doing it now. And the last thing I want to say is don't act stupid, too. Wow, his, yeah. phone, his phone didn't hang up yet. Yeah, y'all, y'all said all that on his answer machine? That's pretty dope. Yes, that's it. And I hope he checks his voicemail. And all right. still got the voicemail going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, man, you got to stop cheating. You're going to get chlamydia and COVID, bro. Okay? And don't you ever send us the voicemail again. And we call that Hovid. You have to get two right. vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Good luck. You guys have a blessed day. One all for right. the clap and one for the COVID. Ask me. Don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. nothing. You Don't delete. Emergency send. Send it with importance. Press the button that makes it important send. You got to listen to it. All right. Ask ye 800 If you need relationship advice, hit in the house breakfast club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. 
Hello, who's this? This is a uh, Hampton man. What's your question for you? What's up? You sound sad. Uh, all right, so I just found out that my bitch is che- my bad. Uh, I just found out that my wow. girl's cheating on me with my older brother. Hey. Wow. So that's still yeah, your girl? So, no, nah, hell no, hell no. You just said my girl. But, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Either way. You gotta get used to saying my ex. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But this, this is my question though. I'm not sure whether if I should like try to sit my brother down and talk to him or, or if I should just beat his ass. You know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who who do you think would win? Oh, I'll f- up. Cause uh, it'll be a problem if you go to beat him, and then not only did he do that, but he also beat you up. No nah, hell no. Nah. I'll be the f- out that boy. All right. Well, I would not recommend beating your brother up, but I would definitely have a sit down. How do you think this conversation would even go? Like exactly. How do you how do you even know this is true? Oh, I saw it on her phone. Okay, so you knew she was cheating on you. And what what did the messages say? I don't even want to repeat them. We want to know. Let's, what what did it say? I just want to make sure we can verify this. It, it was just basically her like you know, trying to be sneaky and shit, you know, trying to make sure I didn't King, know. stop cursing. Jesus Christ. Oh, you, know, you can't say all those words on the radio. Hey, my fault, Charlamagne, my fault. But, you know, it, I, I pretty much caught it red-handed. And, you know, but what was I, she saying? What was being said in these messages? We want to see if this is really red-handed, if you're overreacting. Oh, no, it was being nasty through the phone, Angela. It was being nasty. Okay. So what did you say to her? I pretty much told her, like, you know, how, like, how, how you going to do this to me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my brother, out of all people, my brother, you know? And what did she say? Uh, your brother said, probably, so your brother knows you know already. He has to know. There's no way he doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't told him yet. Right. So this whole time, because you, you definitely told him that you saw the messages and gave him a heads up. So you broke up with her, hopefully, because you still keep calling her your girlfriend. And you still haven't had a, a, situa- a talk with your older brother. You got to talk to him. Maybe don't do it in person. Yeah, nah, I'm gonna have to. There's no way. You can't talk about stuff like this through a text message. I didn't say text. You could call him. Nah, I don't know. I'm probably gonna have to see him face to face. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's real. I think we're just gonna have to fight. Yeah, I mean, listen, no matter what, that's always gonna be your brother. Is he known for doing stuff like this? No, that's the thing. That's, that's what really, like, blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? Just so you know, this happened in the Jackson family. Woo! Was it Randy Jackson? And Jermaine Jackson? I don't know. We got to look at this up. Hold on. Oh, man. Yes, Jermaine Jackson stole Randy Jackson's um, girlfriend and then married her or something like that. What if they get married? Nah, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't really care about it no more. I'm just, I'm more concerned that it's my brother that did this. Yeah, your relationship with your brother. Mm-hmm. Is he yeah. older than well, you? It seems like you, he's older, yes. Yeah, it's my older brother. I was going to say it's kind of his fault. You keep referring to a man as your big brother, and you the little brother. She want the bigger brother. Step your penis game up, sir. Oh, Charlamagne, I know he was not trying to come at me right now. <laughs> Whatever, little brother. Oh, anyway, man, I, mean, I think you need a break from your older brother. God damn He's it. already mad. <laughs> oh, All right, no, well, I wish you good. We, we, we wish you luck, but I would recommend that you just kind of maybe not really mess with your brother right now and until you can get in a better space yourself. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. You're going to beat big, his ass. Tell, good luck. Tell big brother the street said hello. <laughs> Do your push-ups. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, Charlemagne. All right, little brother. All right. All right, well, don't threaten Charlemagne with a good time. 
All right, we got more coming up next, so don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It's time to ask CNE. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask CNE. Uh, you can ask us anything you want. 800 585 Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Ashley. Ashley, what's your question hey, for CNE? Ashley. How you doing, Ashley? Right. I'm good. I'm good. All right, so I'm 29. Um, I've been separated for three years, married for five, and I recently found out that my ex or my whatever my ex-husband that he is bisexual okay he, he likes men and women right mm-hmm. so with that being said his behavior has changed and like we kind of don't know how to deal with each other it's more or less like he's acting like a real beast like, now I got to deal with a female when before it was a whole different person. Well, listen, I don't like your attitude about this, and I'm going to tell you why. You know how that makes people act, right? <laughs> you, done, you, done, you done started acting funny because you was getting some good D, okay? So you should be able to relate to that man even more now. That shouldn't drive y'all apart. Oh, God. Listen, so my question is, how do I get him to be a little bit more... Uh, how, do, how do I deal with him in terms of, like how do I be patient because I don't know I don't I don't power women like I don't know how to he's not a woman he's a man you gotta deal with him the same way exactly he's just a stigmatized person stop looking at it from a gender perspective and just think from the perspective of being stigmatized you've been there you can relate you need to look that man in his eyes and say look man I understand how that good D can get you but you acting funny with me son yeah. oh good luck though God. Good luck. I don't understand why this is such a complicated conversation. I'm now y'all got more in common. You like penis, he likes penis. It's different. It's different when you were really dealing with someone and now they've changed. Like Or maybe or maybe you have changed. Maybe you feel a way now because you understand that he's just not giving D to you. Have you ever been bisexual? You ever been with a woman? I am actually from the beginning. Oh my oh, god! Wow. So y'all both share the best of both worlds. Both he like around. penis and poom poom. You, can't be you like penis and poom poom. What is feel the, the problem? Same way. You hating, yo. You hating because he's getting more D than you nowadays. You That's the problem. That's, you sound like a hater. You a hater, yo. You a hater. You a hater. I'm Bye, be honest hater. with you. Goodness gracious. Ask C&E. 800 If you a hater, we'll take your calls too. Hello, who's this? I said my name is Anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. What's your question for CNE? I don't get it. It's, we're on the radio. Nobody can see you, but whatever. You can give a fake name. I know, but my name is just so unique. You know, I just can't do it. So You think Beyonce is a unique name? Go ahead. What's uh, your question, Mama? <laughs> I'm glad I got y'all to today. It's a good question. What's up? Okay, so I've been with my boyfriend for, we're in our 10th year right 10 now. 10 years. Congratulations. Oh, you know, thanks. Uh, we had three kids together. Okay. And... When we first started dating, we both established that we didn't want to get married. It was just like, I think we were both young and it was, hey, we just dating, let's have fun. We didn't see that we'd be together 10 years. Mm -hmm. So now my values have changed and I want to get married. Uh, and he's in that, why well, fix something that ain't broken. broken? Yeah. And, but I'm looking at it more on a, you know, showing your kids that you value your relationship. And legal standpoints, too, is if anything ever happens to me or him, we can't go in a room. We're not allowed there. We have no say-so, but we know what's best for each other. 
I agree. So, but the thing is, but he came know, in this relationship not thinking that he didn't want to get married, and you knew that, and you didn't too. want to get married. You changed yes. up. He ain't changed up. You sound just like my best friend. He a dude too. But the thing is, your values change, and That's when your true. kids start to ask you, why y'all don't got the same last you, name? Exactly. Happened to exactly. me. Exactly. So we went looking for houses and my daughter said, mommy, in the next house we go in, you can't come in because you're not a blank. She said our last, their last name. Wow. And it like hurt my heart. Yeah, but she was only like three or four. Did you have that conversation with him? Does he, he, does, he still doesn't want to get married. Yes, but the thing is, I don't want to continue to push because I don't want him to feel obligated. I don't want a man to marry me out of obligation. I want him to marry me because he feels like we have the same values. Right, but you know, you already went into this relationship in this union thinking that you didn't want to get married, he didn't want to get married, he was cool with that. What's the reason he doesn't want to get married? He's just saying, like, what does a piece of paper do for us? We we know that we're both for each other and we're gonna be together forever. Uh we're he's on the black men don't cheat, he does not cheat. Good. I know this. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just like for him it's like, why? I'm gonna tell you something. I think you know, I'm sure he loves you. I'm sure he wants to be with you for the rest of his life. But, yeah, that's the thing. When your kids come to you and your kids say, why y'all don't have the same last name? Like, you know, I do believe that marriage is just a piece of paper. And y'all are already married because y'all are tied at the soul. Correct. But I do exactly. like the fact. I do like the, 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 I like making it official. I think he should make it official. But, you know, I can't, I can't tell him to marry you. I can only tell him to find somebody to share his life experiences with. But he already got that. So it's really he no does. Ins- and he tells me that all the time. He's like, hey, I want to be with you. You're the person I want. I don't want to be with anybody else. But he just doesn't see the reason why, hey, we've been together this long. It's been working. You should tell, so- him, you should tell him the reason is because you want to. That, That's yeah, it. Yeah, tell him you want to. to and, and your kids. Your kids That's need right. that as well. I'm all about making my woman that. happy. Happy wife, happy life. So the exactly. fact that you, tell him you want to. Don't 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 even make it like negotiable. Be like, y'all really want to get married. When he asks you what you want for Christmas, I want to get married. What you want for your birthday, I want to get married. What you want for but Valentine's, I want to get married. Like you're crying too much. So that why don't you just like, ask him okay. one good time? Why don't you ask him? Why don't you get a ring and be like, I want you to be my husband? Don't Hell do that. No. Don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't don't do that. that. You just go curse on the radio? I would never. I would never do that. Yeah, don't I'm do not that. not about to be a, a Christy and Jim Jones situation. Mm-mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with letting him know that's what you want, though. And if he lo- okay. and if he really, really loves you and he really... Because it's going to come a point in time where he can't give you... He can buy you a house. He can buy you purses, all that stuff. And he's he done all that. He bought me a house. He support. We both own our own businesses. He supports my business so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... You want that ring? That's the only thing that I want. I don't even need. The thing is, I don't. I can get one of those little rings you go work out with that's like silicone. I don't need the big jewel. I just want to be able to share the last name and we be a, a united you need to, front. You need to go on title and make you a marriage playlist. So when y'all in the car, just songs be playing like <laughs> "Let's Get Married," Beyonce. If you like it, then you put a ring on it. Just all these songs that got to do with marriage. Just keep beating it in his head. Eventually, he'll he come around. To y'all all day, so y'all get tell him tell him to marry me. Oh. What's his name? What's his name? She won't say. Ooh, his his name is Dwight. 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 Get married. Get married, Dwight. Yes, or King. what you do is you wait right, right when y'all having sex, right when he's about to, to and you stop right there and you be like, this is only for a married man and just walk out. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Dwight, for real, get married. I promise you when you get married, your life will change, man. And not only when you get married, when you get married and you a faithful black man, I promise you your life will transform in ways that you can't even explain. I can't even explain to you the joy that I feel in my life Your right penis now. gets bigger when you get married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get married, Dwight. Marry me, Dwight. All That's right, Dwight. Dwight. All right, Dwight. Do what's right, Dwight. Do what's Do right, what's Dwight. Right, Dwight. Do, Do what's, what's right, Dwight. Dwight. All right. I'm with that. All right, well, don't move. Happy holidays. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle-free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Now, the positive note is simply this. You are where you're supposed to be at this very moment. Every experience is part of God's plan. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 